And today we are talking all about the flat earth. Indeed, here we go. Okay. Good stuff. I'm sure most of you who in recent times have met people who believe in the flat earth. Of course, there's been quite a renaissance in flat earthers. By the Flat Earth Society. Flat Earth Society has grown, it has multiplied, it has become unbelievably popular. It has funded rockets that have tried to make it into into the outer atmosphere. A um, whole bunch of... It's, it's become big I watched lately. A, I watched a documentary about it uh, a couple of months ago that, that saw it, it gave a, a try. It's best to give a non-biased view on it. Um, yeah, you can't do that. No. But it, it did a really good job at, at, you know, giving both sides of the argument and trying to, I think because of how much trying society favours... Was, was it trying to give some kind of respect yeah, to flat earthers? I think because of the amount of, of the amount society gives towards a, a globe or a round earth, uh, they did try and probably put more to, more arguments towards the flat earth. However, the arguments for the globe earth were a lot stronger. Yeah, anybody um, who's done any kind of... Navigation, yeah, they um, had at all. They had one demonstration where they got this really expensive, powerful laser and set it up on one spot, and then they found a, a level spot that was the same height above sea level, and they found another, a third spot, all in one straight line. Yes, and they shot a laser through one, and they expected it to hit a spot on the other, meaning the Earth was flat, but right. it didn't. But it didn't no there's this there's this thing called a horizon yeah and what is it 24k 25k something like that ships on the horizon are no longer visible mm. and they begin to become invisible from the waterline up uh-huh. and then they become more and more and more and more and more invisible the further you go anyone who's done any kind of navigation does not believe in the flat earth because navigation is impossible the way that we actually do the mathematical calculations that we do are absolutely impossible if you apply them to a flat earth. Yeah. So nobody's ever done any kind of navigation believes in the flat earth. No. Because if you're, if you're in, say, for example, Antarctica, yes. and you're trying to get to Perth from a particular point in Antarctica, you, you, you set a direction. If you set that directly... In a straight line. In a straight line. That will be a longer distance. It will be a longer distance. If you set a slight <laughs> curve with it to sort of move with the curvature of the earth. That's right. Then you'll get there more directly. Indeed you will. Okay, so um, we could spend some quite a bit of time here. <laughs> and the, the, the interesting thing is, the interesting thing is, and if you're a flat earther, then feel free to call through. Um, there's an open line and you're free to have uh, your say. Um, you can chat and you can answer all of our objections. I know that having spoken with a number of flat earthers, there is no objection that you can raise that they will not try and have an argument for. But I challenge any one of them to try and navigate around the world, either by sea or by air, based on flat earth calculations. It's Indeed. simply impossible. Apparently Australia is a bunch of paid actors. And No, Australia uh, doesn't exist. Australia, yeah, yeah. Australia doesn't people, no such, everyone no such from thing Australia, Australia. The people from Australia are paid actors in a big studio. And all navigators, either by ship or by air, are part of the conspiracy. Indeed. And, and you have to NASA. Be, you have to be inducted into it to uh, be able to get that particular position, you know. Let's see what the Bible... Okay, let's, let's, conspiracies are real. They are. Okay. And we need to remember that. And this is the problem with conspiracy theories is that conspiracy theories 
cast aspersion on conspiracies that are actually real. And I believe that conspiracy theories are a deception of Satan where he has tried to basically haystack the true conspiracies. And what I mean by that, by haystack them, it simply means, uh, you, you know, the whole analogy of the needle in the haystack. And so the real conspiracy becomes the needle and Satan wants to cover over the real conspiracy. He wants to cover over what he's doing because what he is doing is exposed in the prophecies of the Bible, which is why we are running the end program because it reveals all of Satan's plans right there. And he wants to cover that kind of stuff over. So he will endeavor to cover over all of that by just burying it in layers and layers and layers and layers of hay so that there are so many conspiracy theories out there that you can't actually see the conspiracies. So, we need to find out what does the Bible say. Now, Let's if, see what the Bible uh, says now this is a, let me just share something interesting about flat earthers. Because I've spoken to quite a number of flat earthers. And all of the flat earthers that I have spoken to say that the earth is a flat disk. It's a disk. Indeed. Right? That's what not they say. Not four corners. No, not square. But like a but circle. Like a disc. Yeah. Yes. A, a disc-shaped, like a plate. Yeah. A plate-shaped flat earth. Okay. Um, let's go to Revelation chapter 7 and yep. verse 1. Okay. Revelation chapter 7 and verse 1. Oh, by the way, while you're turning there, let me ask you a question. Where does the sun rise? It rises in the east. Where does the sun set? In the west. Ah. Except that never happens. You know that, right? What? What? What do you mean? Yeah, it never happens. <laughs> sun has never risen in the east. It has never sat in, sat, set in the west. It is continued. The sun doesn't go anywhere. The sun, <laughs> sun doesn't rise and set. The earth rotates. So does that mean that the earth rises and the earth sets? Uh, or just the earth rotates? Yeah, just the earth rotates. Okay. I, don't okay. know, I don't know how you describe it. Okay. So, okay, okay, before, okay, a couple of things before you read these passages. Um, there is a common assumption out there that the ancients believed in a flat earth. The ancients did not believe in a flat earth. The ancients knew that the earth was round. There is a common assumption out there that the writers of the Bible believed in a flat earth, and that is also not true. The concept of the flat earth comes out of the Dark Ages. Now, the Dark Ages were created by the Roman Catholic Church. That's a big statement. Now, when but you I'm say, happy to back that up from history. When you say that they didn't believe in a flat earth, does that mean that they did believe in a globe? Yeah, of course. Absolutely. You can go back to many of the ancient cultures. I'll give you an example with the Egyptians. The Egyptians knew that the earth was round, and not only did they know that the earth was round, they knew the diameter of the earth, and a number of their monuments were built as monuments that reflect the shape and the size of the earth. There we go. Okay, so how were they able to calculate that? It's fairly simple. You um, dig two deep pits, both of them at sea level, uh-huh. uh, a significant distance apart, Yep. and with perfectly parallel um, walls, yep. which the ancient Egyptians, we know that they were master engineers and easily capable of, they and deep. then at exactly the same time, you simply measure the angle of the shadow. It's oh, going to be different in both pits. I see. It will be. Because the earth is round. 
And of course, from that, you can then calculate the diameter of the Earth. You're listening to The Breakfast Show Podcast on Faith FM, positively different. So while the ancients knew that the Earth was round, and the Bible writers knew that the Earth was round, the um, and there was no great secret to this, they also spoke and communicated in exactly the same way that we do today. So when Joshua commands the sun to stand still, if you wanted the sun to stand still, you'd say the same thing, like, sun, don't rise today. That's what you'd say. Indeed. Or you'd say, sun, don't set today. But there's no such thing as a rising sun. There's no such thing as a setting sun. There is simply an earth that rotates. But that is the language that we use, and that is the language that everybody uses in conversational language. This is not legal language we're talking about. These are not scientific journals. These are conversations that are recorded, and a number of passages, such as the ones that we are about to read, read not only are they written in conversational language, but they are also written in poetry. And when you are writing in something in poetry, you then have the opportunity to be able to give, you know, to use what is called poetic license. Yes. Poetic license is always good fun. I've heard lots about this. Yeah, indeed. You, you, you have a background in drama, so you know all about it, about poetic license. Okay, so Revelation chapter 7, verse 1. All right, Revelation chapter 7, verse 1 says, Then I saw four angels standing at the four corners of the earth, holding back the four winds, so they did not blow on the earth or the sea or even on any tree. Okay, so how many corners does the earth have? Four. According to the Bible. According to the Bible. Yeah. Revelation 20, verse 7 and 8. Revelation chapter 20 and verse 79, which is a couple of pages over, says, uh, where is it? Here it is. When the thousand years came to an end, Satan will be let out of his prison. He will go out to deceive the nations called Gog and Magog and every corner of the earth. He will gather them together for battle, a mighty army as numberless as sand along the seashore. Okay, so once again, the Bible speaks about every four corners, corner all of the corners, the, all the corners of the earth. Now, this is interesting because and I'll tell you why it's interesting. Everybody that I've ever spoken to who believes in flat earth, and I shouldn't say that. That's probably let me think, maybe three people, because I think there's probably a bunch of people out like, how did you meet so many flat earthers? Um, I think I've met three. I haven't met any that I know of. Yeah. I think I've Not met that th- that's a problem. I know that I've met two, and I'm just staying safe. No, I have. I've met three. Yep. I can, I can think of three that I've met and had some fairly extensive conversations with a number of them. Uh, it's the most interesting conversation to have. But anyway, be that as it may... All of them universally, and so, of course, you know, having had some conversations with these guys, I went and read some of their literature just to, you know, sometimes you've just got to have a look for yourself. Um, so I went and read the literature, and all of them describe an Earth that is a flat disk, a disk in space. However, the Bible nowhere, and, and, but they use the Bible to back up their idea of a flat Earth, like, oh, the Bible says the Earth is flat. No, the Bible says that the earth has four corners in these two passages. So that's not a disc. That is a square or at least a rectangle. So if you're going to use the Bible literally rather than conversationally and you're going to take the Bible as a scientific journal rather than as um, a work of poetry as we have in these two verses, both of these verses, of course, coming from uh, poetic parts of scripture then what you're going to end up with is an earth that has four 
corners. All right. Now, um, very, very clearly, nobody's ever believed that, you know, or very, very few people have ever believed that. Well, nobody in the time of John, when he's writing the book of Revelation, believed that there was a flat earth with four corners. Um, They were well aware that the earth was round, um, that the earth was a sphere. Okay, but what is interesting is what the Bible does say about what the earth hangs on. So we can, we can notice some poetic language here. Let's go and have a look at uh, what the Bible does say about where the earth is and some of the insights that the Bible gives us. So let's go over to the book of Job. And we will go to Job 26, verse 7, please, Liam. Actually, read through the little passage there from 7 to 10. Job chapter 26, one verse of the, One of the oldest books in the Bible, I might add. All right. God stretches the northern sky over empty space and hangs the earth on nothing. He wraps the rain in his thick clouds, and the clouds don't burst with the weight. He covers the face of the moon, shrouded it with clouds, with his clouds. He created the horizon when he separated the waters. He set the boundary between day and night. Okay, read for me verse 7 again. God stretches the northern sky of empty space and hangs the earth on nothing. Okay, so it's not hard for us to understand how the ancients were able to calculate that we lived on a spherical earth and how they were able to calculate the diameter of the earth. You know, we can we can see that we can we can read their records of that we can find out how they actually accomplished that. In modern times, we use pi to determine diameter and uh, radius and whatnot of, of a circle. If it's got anything to do with a circle, we use pi. You know what I use pi for? What do you use pi for to eat? Yes. Yes. <laughs> That's actually how I remember yeah. pi. Okay, there you because go. Because the the numbers of pi three point one four. If you write them backwards and mirrored. It writes pi, sort of. I'll have to run that past our wordsmith who calls us every Saturday morning, uh, Bruce, and uh, just see if he's got any insights on that particular one. Um, so Liam is, is, is busily writing here on a piece of paper. He's going to demonstrate this for me in just a moment, how you can get an apple pie from the mathematical pie. And, hey, anything that provides apple pie for me, I'm going to be happy with. Apple pie, by the way, is one of my favorite things in all the world. Okay, let's see it. Let's see it. There we go. Can you see the pie? Uh, it writes the word pie. I'm struggling. Backwards. It's the, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. The yeah, one yeah. That, so if you mirror it and write it backwards... It writes the it word. It does. It does write it the does. word pie. That's cool. I remember what the first time I learned that, I was like, you know what? That's actually very helpful. So that's that's how you remember the first three numbers of pi, 3.14. You write them backwards and mirrored. Uh, and the four makes a P, the, the one makes an I, and the three makes an You've E. You've got to use the four that has the triangle in it. Yes. You can't use the four that's got the... Like, two separated... Not two the, separated the one continuous line for the, the one, four. One continuous line four. That did pull me up because I, I write it with... Uh, two two separate lines. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I think I think most people do these days, but because um, it's just easier to write. But the four with the one continuous line and the triangle in the corner, that's the one you use, and that's the one that will work. And that's actually very very cool, right there. Okay, so we can understand how the ancients were able to observe and through observation understand that the earth was spherical and how they were able to understand and observe that 
the, um, the, the, the diameter of the earth. We, we, we can get that. My question is this. How were they able to come up with an understanding of the earth hanging in space? Because Job 27 verse 6, the 26 verse 7, I should say, the Bible says that the earth hangs in space. It does indeed. Okay, so we've got a question coming here from a listener about the flat earth. If you went to the South Pole and went in a straight line and just kept going, where would you go? Well, it depends on what direction you were going in a straight line. Yeah, Nicole from uh, New South Wales uh, also correctly answered the quiz. Oh, congratulations, Nicole. Um, the answer was lion. Good job. Okay, so the question is, where would you end up if you went to the South Pole and went in a straight line? Okay, so it depends what, what direction you go in a straight line. If you go in a straight line going straight up, from the South Pole, you will end up in space. If you go straight down, you will end up at the North Pole. If you go straight out, sooner or later, you're going to end up in space again because the Earth is spherical. What if you were to head in a straight line on the surface of the Earth? So if you, Well, then it all depends which direction you go. You might end up in Australia. You might end up in New Zealand. You, you might kept end up on in going. Chile. You, you might kept end on up, going. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yep. kept on going in one straight line all the way around. Would you, get, would you end up at the North Pole? Yeah. And then eventually back to the South Pole? That's right. So Absolutely. you start at the South Pole. Mm-hmm. You, and you go in a little, straight line. I've got a model of the Earth in my That's hand. Right. So you start at the bottom. Yep. And you say you, you, you choose Travel a line a to go line. on. You go on a straight line. Eventually, you'll reach it to the top. Mm-hmm. And then if you keep on going around on this same straight line, you'll get back to the bottom. That's right. There we go. Okay, so there are, you know, if you are not moving diagonally, then you can use your, you will use your mathematical calculations in such a way that you travel in a straight line if you're not moving diagonally around the world. But nobody ever does that. You're listening to The Breakfast Show Podcast on Faith FM. Positively different. We are talking about flat earth this morning. Who would have thought? Anyway, let's go to Isaiah chapter 40, verse 22. Isaiah 40 and verse 22, and let's see what the Bible says here. Isaiah, one thing I like about the book of Isaiah is that to find it, you simply have to, it's, it's pretty much bang in the middle of the Bible. So you just open it, and there it is. Uh, what verse is it again? Okay, Chapter Isaiah 40 and 40, verse 22. 22. All right. It says, God sits above the circle of the earth. The people below him, but the people below seem like grasshoppers to him. He spreads out the heavens like a curtain and makes his tent from them. All right. This is an interesting verse right here. The Bible speaks about what, what, what shape does the earth give to the, what shape does the Bible give to the earth right here? The circle of the earth. The circle of the earth. So the Bible says that the earth is round. And some flat earthers, of course, would be very quick to point out that, well, it doesn't say spherical, it says round. Well, okay, but if you're going to go down that path, then what are you going to do with, if you're going to take that strictly literally, what are you going to do about taking you know, Revelation strictly literally when it talks about the four corners? Exactly. Is it square? Is it round? Is it spherical? Of course, what the Bible is referring to here is the spherical nature of the earth, and circle is another way of describing a spherical earth. It's describing something that is round. And, of course, this was something that was well known in biblical times. This was knowledge that really was lost to the world during the Dark Ages. If you want to find the origins of the whole flat earth theory, 
Um, and I don't mean to pick on denominations, but there is only really one major denomination that you have during the Dark Ages. Um, and so it's not a matter of you know, picking on some church or another church. It's just simply going back and saying, okay, this is history. And during the Dark Ages, you only had one church. And, you know, that was your Catholic church, whether Orthodox or Roman. And that was it. That was that was all you had to deal with. And, of course, that was where the Dark Ages came from, and that was what, was created, what created the Dark Ages. And the Dark Ages were created by an endeavor to use religion as a political tool to control the masses. And the only way that they could do that was to foster ignorance amongst the population. And so it was a determined and uh, very, very well-planned method of removing all forms of education from the people so that the people could be controlled. And that included removing the Bible from them. It included removing uh, education from them. Uh, you could be killed if you were caught with a Bible. The learning of the Greek language was banned. You know, you go on and on and on down through the list. It was all about getting rid of education and getting rid of scientific endeavor. However, of course, modern science was brought to us by Christians who looked at the amazing created things of God and gone, you know what? We want to know more about those things because we want to know more about the God who created them. And that's where all true science originates from. Okay, so we have um, a number of verses here that describe uh, information that is, is, you know, the critics of the Bible will always like to throw up this straw man argument like, ah, oh, the authors of the Bible, they didn't know anything. If God was the author of the Bible, he would have, you know, stated it differently and try and claim that, you know, the authors of the Bible taught that the earth was flat or believed that the earth was flat. And that's just not true. It's not true historically, and neither is it true biblically. Okay, so if you were somebody who lived thousands of years ago, what evidence would you have that the earth moved? You wouldn't. Yeah, you wouldn't, would you? Because you kind of feel, well, if the earth moved, then we should be able to feel it. Um, or would you find the evidence that it stood still more convincing? Or what evidence would you find that it is flat or round? Well, I think the evidence that it is spherical is pretty easy. You just start with a horizon. There is such a thing as a horizon. If the earth was not round, there would be no such thing as a horizon. I know that there's a couple of people out there quietly gnashing their teeth. Well, you know what our phone number is, 1-800-324-843. Feel free to give us a call and feel free to explain how mathematical equations used for navigation, particularly celestial navigation, will work on a flat earth scenario. Please take me through those mathematical formulas that show how it works on a flat earth scenario. If I were to get my compass out yes. and I was at the Southern Pole, yes. as, as we discussed before, if I were to get my compass out at the Southern Pole, Point it to north. Yes. Follow it all the way to north. You'd actually end up in Canada. I would actually... End because that's magnetic north. <laughs> See, you've got to make a deviation for uh, magnetic north. Canada is close enough. <laughs> <laughs> Near enough, right? Near if enough. I were to go from magnetic south to magnetic north, it would... It would. Yeah, magnetic north moves around a little bit as well, so you have to uh, adjust your navigational calculations. Based so is it is it better to magnetic north? Is it more accurate to base 
where you're going off like the stars, for example? Yes, you will get, um, through celestial navigation, you will get an exact position on the Earth. Okay. One of my favourite uh, positions to always find is, is, especially in the Southern Hemisphere, the Southern Cross. Yes. You know, you get your, your pointer stars and your Southern Cross and you meet them in the middle and then you go straight down. Southern Cross, the North Star and the Sun are the three great points that are used in celestial navigation. Indeed. And uh, where would we be without them and where would we be without the invention of a compass? You know, we'd still be creeping around coastlines trying to stay within, within you know, sight of the coast, not allowing the coast to go over the horizon because, well, the horizon is there. Such a thing exists because the earth is round. And, you know, this is what the Bible teaches. Um, and it's, it's, it's interesting. The Bible was not written as a scientific journal. But when you actually read the science that it contains, it's absolutely astounding some of the things that it actually says and what it brings to us. 